This episode of Octal FM is a bit of a throwback, all the way to the badly numbered episode zero of Octal FM more than three years ago, as we take a look at just how far No Man's Sky and its developer Hello Games has come since its and our launch. Hello and welcome to another episode of Octal FM. I'm Gelada. And I'm Saffron. And we are throwing it right back mm. to episode zero, that fateful, badly numbered episode <laughs> that ruins everything that we think about the show ever since. It does make life hard. It does. But episode zero, if you have been listening that long, was an episode all about No Man's Sky, which mm. at that time had not long been out, right? Like... You had got it. I didn't have it. And yeah, it was like the, the reboot of us doing podcasting was also tied to the release and you, you playing No Man's Sky. Yeah, because I picked it up on release, which I think was was it in late August, I think it came out in 2016. Mm, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then our very first episode for Octal FM was recorded on the twenty on the 2nd of October 2016. Mm. So I'd had it for like a, maybe a month at this point, realistically, right. uh, where I've been playing it. And I think that we were primarily talking about the controversy, mm. but also what we felt was needed to be done to go ahead with it yeah. at that time. And it's interesting how much has happened that we kind of talked about in that episode. Yeah. You know, right. which is what today's episode is about. Yeah, we wanted to take a look at sort of it's such an interest no man's sky is such an interesting phenomenon in that the changes that it has gone through as a game and the developments and the sort of the fallout of the controversy that it experienced and so we want to sort of talk a little bit about that and also dive a little bit into sort of some of the company side of things with hello games because yeah we don't have any insider knowledge but just from the outside looking in and and sort of digging into some stuff it's interesting sort of looking at some of the numbers and figures around hello games and no man's sky since we did that episode in episode zero um, i picked it up as well Uh, i picked it up back in july of 2017 so i picked it up after the foundation update so there's been six major ish updates and of those six i think three of them have been really major in terms of like sort of having real names and and being promoted as almost Mm. new games or expansion packs right so i picked it up after like the first one or the second one and what's interesting is they've added a huge amount to this game like it is not the same game that it was and you played it you've played it in the run-up to this episode right to to sort of see the yeah the the comparison between the two because i haven't really played well no i haven't haven't played it at all since its very original form on the you know the the day one disc that i brought and then playing the most recent iteration of the game just a couple of days ago by comparison it is almost like another game has just taken the original game and built another game around it and just as a reminder if you're not super familiar with what no man's sky is which you probably are but it's a space exploration game that uses procedural generation to generate an enormous galaxy and there's 
when it's weird it's a it's a difficult game to describe because it's like do you describe what it was or do you describe yeah. what it is now because what it was was almost a glorified tech demo and yes. a lot of foundations and a lot of bits and pieces were there but nothing was really fleshed out and so it felt like a beta of a game or like an early access game where they'd done sort of like the procedural generation and there were lots of planets to explore but there was really no aim there was no substance to the game and actually it received in the press it received pretty decent praise on Mm. release because ignoring the controversy and the hype it was actually pretty good for what it was uh if you took it at face value you you hit the nail on the head it was almost a tech demo right right because what it was doing was actually really impressive right exactly the way i see it, it was almost like a more involved version of something like spore Right. Everything was procedurally generated. I think they gave the number of something like uh, 18 quintillion planets or something kind of silly, some some big number. And it's really impressive that it all sort of works and fits together, kind of. Um, There was always the the weird, like, janky ways (laughs) things were put together sometimes. But, I mean, it was still very impressive that that was the case and it was all procedurally generated. And I think maybe as well, even going back three years, that's more impressive than it is now. Because, like, Mm, I feel like sort of... That idea of procedural generation and machine learning to some extent as well, like learning how best to put things together, mm. has developed a lot since then. Agreed. But in mid-2016, that was really, really impressive. But as a game, there wasn't really much to it, unfortunately. Right. Like, And the the bits of the, uh, the game that was kind of gamified, as it were, were really either bare bones mm. or really cumbersome and kind of awkward to use. And... You know, the other thing that's impressive about it, before we sort of move on to what they've added and, and, and sort of discussing some of that, is that it was built by essentially kind of six people, right? It wasn't built by a huge team. It was built by, I mean, there were more than that at the end, but it was built by a fraction of the number of people that would normally build a game that mm. had such high ambitions, even if actually at launch there was none of it. Well, <laughs> to put that in comp- into comparison... You think like big game dev studios are hundreds of people, right? Minimum. Yeah, if not and thousands. then even smaller game studios, because I remember you're you're a big fan of uh, Team Ninja, right? Because yeah. they've done work on like things like um Hellblade. S- Hellblade Senua, yeah. Yeah. Which but I think that that still had like double digits in in its people mm-hmm. working on it. So you think Hello Games, which is based here in the UK, was like six, seven people. Like that's that's ludicrous. Like that's yeah. ridiculously small for yeah. especially a game as ambitious. It's that kind of number of people working on a game, you expect something like a small indie title. Don't get me wrong, still it could be a fantastic game. You know, you look at games like Undertale and Stardew Valley, where it's like one person working on the game. That doesn't mean a small team can't make a great game, but right. for a game on the same scale as No Man's Sky in terms of its uh, presentation and its ideas mm. and all that, that's mad. Yeah, exactly. And after launch, like in the 18 months after launch, they ended up at, I think, 21 people, which is still mm. a tiny number, yeah. right, for the game that it is and the game that it became in, in that period after launch. When you And then when you sort of look at the things that they've added, right, the list is endless, right? It's the biggest um, addition is the around the base building and sort of being able to farm things and, and stuff like that. But they've also added, you know, there's more quests, there's you can buy freighters there's a creative mode there's multi, actual multiplayer mm. you know you can well, customize your appearance made me the most impressed because i kind of hadn't really followed the updates but you had so whenever you talk to me about it i kind of get the information from you and the one that made me most sort of like oh wow that's almost so, such a different game is when you talked about like the idea of the galactic hub project you yes talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's amazing like that shows how different the game is now to what it was in the back on release 
there wasn't many multiplayer in the sense of like you couldn't interact no. with other people beyond just their own their updates like sorry their uploads of discovery data yeah. whereas now there's like an actual thriving in-game economy and like a a category system not a category system a cataloging system of discoveries yes. that you're supposed to name things in certain ways and you know that's in less than three years give or take that's happened to this game it's yeah. incredible absolutely exactly so that's something that just wouldn't have been possible you know the galactic hub is like this big player driven uh, it's actually canon in the game like they've oh, added really? bits they've added bits into the game a little sort of elite dangerous style mm. yeah and just to draw a comparison like i know that it's a very different company you know they're a they're a public company they're not a private company they've been going since 1994 and they make lots of games but frontier developments right which let's face it, the primary thing right now is Elite Dangerous, which is not a comparable game, but it kind of is in some ways in the sense that it's still a space game and, you know, there's lots of, you can draw lots of parallels. They came out around the same time and stuff like that. Based here in the UK. Yeah, Frontier, yeah, in the UK, they have 422, at least 422 employees as of November last year. Whereas Hello Games in October of the same, like at the same time, they had 33. Mm, that's, yeah. that's less than 10% of Frontier developments, right? So the scale is really interesting because revenue-wise, they're in the same area, but... And in fact, profit-wise, Hello Games is doing better than Frontier. But from the outside, you look at No Man's Sky and you look at Elite Dangerous and you they're on the same playing field, right? They're in the same, you know, you might decide which one to get, right, between the two if you mm. wanted a, to, a, to buy a space game to play, right? That yeah, would be a reasonable If you comparison. put the two games together as well and you said which one was made by the bigger team, you couldn't tell. Like, exactly. In, it, they are comparable in their quality in terms of, like, a size and production value right you know like if you knew a lot about both games maybe you could if you weren't told but i still think that for the most part though they both look like completely finished products or products that right. are constantly being updated and given exactly. more, but they're still yeah. playable active right. things that are usable and the fact that one was made with less than 10 percent of the people and the other one, <laughs> you ridiculous. know you couldn't tell that but yeah so there's been so much there's been so much stuff that's happened to no man's sky and you know it still has its wrinkles definitely but it is a completely different game to what it was before and i mean you you played a little bit of it you know in the run-up to this episode what what was your do you feel like it's a better game now do you feel like it's i feel it's basically a different game i Mm. really do like one of the things that shocked me the most was how different everything was whilst also maintaining a same theme so the menus are so much more uh, user-friendly they're easy to navigate uh the way everything's sort of laid out makes them a bit more sense but the overall design is exactly the same sort of like the, the coloring mm, yeah and the way that the your, your cursor moves around the way that the contextual menus work you know with the crafting or the installation mm. of tech and, and things like that it's the same idea but so much more streamlined so much more right. user-friendly that was what struck me the most yeah and fundamentally the like actually the core mechanic of no man's sky is very similar to what it was at least at the start of the game Mm. in that it's still about like going from planet to planet and refueling your ship and doing stuff along the way kind of thing and you know they've added a lot more quests and storyline to sort of 
propel you along and add a little bit of a direction to it, which it frankly did not have. No. You know, when the, when the game first came out, there was no direction to it. And now there's definitely direction, which there is was, great. There was very little in the way of even tutorial. Like, mm, yeah. you'd follow objective markers to kind of get you to the next point in the sort of teaching you how to use all the equipment. Right. Tutorial, I guess you could call it. But it was very, very bare bones, very stripped back. Whereas this new updates i think is what's done it i'm not 100 percent sure you know you start out and it's immediately giving you a little bit of a story reason behind it there is a little bit of mm. you know there's some dialogue you know explaining mm. why you're doing something whilst also teaching you something at the same mm. time and it gives you tasks that then lead into other tasks much yes. more naturally it just feels like a more completed experience. Yeah, it reminds me of the way that actually that Minecraft developed, right? If you yeah. remember like Minecraft the beta, right, where you, you you just had no guidance of what to do and you had to look on a wiki to learn even how to build stuff. Yeah. And now when you load up Minecraft, it's like build a build a workbench. Yes. Like chop, chop down a tree with your bare hands, build a wood axe, chop down more trees, build a workbench, build this, build that. And eventually it's like, okay, cool, you're on your own. And... No Man's Sky now does a very similar thing of like, build this thing, do this thing, try this, get to this, go to this station, like speak to this person. And it sort of guides you through and you can ignore it. And actually it keeps giving you options to be like, nah, forget it. I'm done. Yeah, I just want to do stuff on my playing, own. Yeah. Which I think is good as well, because yeah. I think there's a lot of incentive to kind of start new characters and to start new yeah. kind of playthroughs in this game. Because I think opening games like this, just like in Minecraft, are almost more fun in some ways than carrying on with pre-existing characters because that initial sort of yeah. startup and exploration and kind of like making do with what you have is is quite enjoyable and challenging in a way that's but very true then at the same time they've not limited it to that anymore no man's sky is now such a complete game that like well like we said there's there's a whole kind of player community that interact with each other on a semi sort of MMO mm. style basis which is fantastic. Yeah. And there's so much you can now do and explore and keep and it's gone from being a game just to kind of progress for the sake of it to a game where you aim to progress for whatever aim you've set yourself. Like it, it is mm. a bit like your Minecraft, a bit like your Terraria's. It reminds yeah, me very, very strongly so. of those sorts of games where there is sort of like a sort of end objective. Like in Minecraft, the sort of end objective is like fight the Ender Dragon or the yeah. Wither or whatever else. But like, it's just one aspect of suggested action. But really yeah. the idea of the game is to just play it and enjoy yourself. That yeah. is what No Man's Sky has now become. I agree. And it I gives feel you like... so many toys to play with in between that as well. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it's now, it, it really firmly belongs in the like Minecraft Terraria like camp of games right it's that but space very much and, so and i don't know if this was intentional from the beginning because who knows because all of what we said at the beginning is so hard to piece together what was true and what was mm. just hype generated bs right agreed yeah because when it was being released and announced and we won't go into all that too much but it was being touted as every type of game for the most yeah. part like yeah so it's hard to know what it was always meant to be but what it has done is in becoming a bit of a Minecraft, shall we say, which is very enticing to a lot of kind of gamers that want to have casual fun with friends. Mm. They've generated a longevity in sales. Yeah. Whereas so many games, you know, they make their profits in the first couple of months of release. And after that, you might be get like an expansion pack or a fire sale, which will boost your sales a little bit. 
this is for the most part despite its ridiculously rocky beginnings has just kept on selling pretty well yeah it's actually kind of crazy like you know you look at no man's sky and you think about the the fact that they've done six major updates it's a small team and they've not charged for anything there's no dlc the game is still the game you know it's been on sale not that often but i definitely picked it up when it was on sale Mm. it's not reached bargain bin prices well, like it's, it's still a good a de- sale half price you know yeah. it was 20 quid on steam you know that's uh, i think that game is worth 20 pounds absolutely and you know so it's been on sale a little bit but it's still full price most of the time and but there's no additional payments now you, you know compare that to elite for example which you do have to pay you know extra for for some of the expansions and mm. that was always part of the agreement and like you say what's interesting about no man's sky and this this is where we sort of come into like digging a little bit deeper and understanding the shape of hello games and what has happened to hello games at least from the outside and and what they've been able to do at no man's sky and suddenly all of this starts to make a lot more sense right because when you look at the revenue and so here in the UK, I don't, it's not the same everywhere, but here in the UK, like if you're a limited company, so you're like a, a company and a, a company company, if that makes sense, <laughs> you have to publish your accounts. It doesn't matter whether you're publicly traded or not. You still have to publish some kind of accounts. It doesn't have to be much. It can be literally this is our profit and this is our loss and that's it. And and, and it's freely available for, for you to look at for any and every company, right? It used, it used to have to pay, but you don't even have to pay any money anymore. It's just completely free. Hmm. So you can go onto the web and you can go and look at hello games's accounts and accounts are not that hard to read fairly straightforward and so we had a little look to sort of try and understand because when we started to have a conversation about this episode we were like how have they done it like how have they managed to just for three years like carry on pumping out this frankly like crazy amount of updates in terms of like turning it basically into another game and not charge a single penny for it and the reality is, is that if you've only got 21 employees yeah. and you're only making one game and you hyped it up enough that the cost of sales was not that great, then actually it's surprisingly like if you've been that successful, despite the backlash, you give yourself a lot of runway. And so to put some numbers on it, and some of these numbers are crazy, in the 18 months after launch, uh, Hello Games revenue was 74 million pounds which is a lot. And their profit, their retained profit, literally cash in hand off the back of that was 33 million pounds. Now you can do an awful lot if you have 33 Mm. million pounds in the bank and you have 21 employees and a small office somewhere in Surrey. (laughs) Like, like there's a lot, you can go a long way. Right. And so basically what they did, despite the backlash and despite people talking about refunds and all the other stuff, like the fact is metric ton of people bought no man's sky right an absolute massive massive Mm. that's taking into account refunds in the first 18 months right that's a huge number of people that bought it and that's a lot you can last a long time on 33 million quid in the bank like a really 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 long time and that seems to be what they've done isn't it so yeah rather than say, trying to take that money and pump advertising to try and get the sales up, the negative press of the release is kind of pushed down a little bit, or maybe just trying to try and make another game. They've just gone, right, let's hold on to what we've got. Let's be nice and streamlined. Let's be a little bit frugal here. 
and let's just build this game better. Finish it how it was supposed right. to be. They'd literally, they hunkered down, right? And, and and this was publicly visible that they hunkered down because they were like radio silence yes. for, for months after launch. You know, no tweets, no press, no no nothing, right? They were That was part of the problem in terms of the backlash. But actually, in terms of the company, that paid off because with all of that money they could have they could have hired enough people to be double the size of frontier developments right yes. like they they could have done it they could have hired hundreds of people to work on this game but they didn't i mean i i kind of worry a little bit about i don't i don't know what the working conditions were like no. at hello games but you know more people doesn't necessarily mean faster right and sometimes fewer people means faster and so if you've got a good team and good working practices and you've got a good vision then it's obviously it's achievable i mean they've done it so that's the and that's the 18 months after launch right if you then have accounts up to october 2018 right so from january to october that's a nine month period they still took another 25 million in revenue now that's starting to be off the back of the updates right but when you think about it they didn't actually release a new game in inverted commas. It was still the same game. So I kind of look at it and I think, wow, what this means is that the backlash, despite the backlash or, or maybe because of the backlash, the market penetration of No Man's Sky, like how many people who wanted to buy No Man's Sky but didn't know it yet, like the market penetration for No Man's Sky was relatively low, despite those crazy numbers in the first 18 months, they actually lots of people didn't buy it hmm. maybe off the backlash right and so then what happened that just means that actually no man's sky was a 100 million quid revenue game on launch and they just didn't they just didn't see 25% of that until 18 months after yeah. launch right and then they got another the rest of your people your your market have or more of your market have bought it right and in in for that in that period 25 million only two million quid went on costs. That's, no, that's how streamlined yeah, they were. Absolutely. Right? So when you look at the first that first eighteen month period, there were a lot of costs, right? That advertise despite the fact that they were fairly low key, it was still advertising, dev, yeah. you know, all that all that stuff like printing the discs and everything, yeah. right? But then when you look at it, they made a lot less money in the next nine months, but also they spent a nothing. lot, lot less. Like, it, so was it was like employee profit, salary, yeah. office done right it was, that was it so it's a weird comparison right because this is some you can look at it in this sense it's a bit of an odd one but you could see the actual real release the official release date of the game going gold so to speak right is actually them almost starting their own kickstarter or crowdfunding right, right? yeah 100 because rather than because it's like an early access almost but just yeah. with it actually being released and now they've made the game that they always wanted to make with all the money they got from the original release yeah it was like a 33 million quid kickstarter sort of <laughs> it kind of is because if you look at the, the the way in which it's it's gone over time it's like a successful kickstarter in that sense yeah you know exactly like the a game was already made and ready to go but then after they got all the extra f kind of influx of cash from the re initial release despite the negative press afterwards they've still got a lot of that money like you say people ask for refunds but how many actually would have went through with the refund process you know it's very clearly very not that many work. right no. <laughs> it, it is so they've got all that money to play with and then they can finish the game it's it's such a I don't even really know what the moral is here of this of this kind of tale, but it's like it's just like massive kudos to Hello Games, like for for pulling this off. And actually, when you look at their their numbers, right, and you look at it purely from an objective point of view, 
in some ways they are they are an order of magnitude more successful than frontier 100 percent, right? yeah absolutely and you would not look at no man's sky and elite dangerous and be like no man's sky is the successful one and elite dangerous is the failure no <laughs> you, you would be like definitely Jesus, not. it's the other way around but what the great thing is as well is that they set themselves up for so much more success in the future because their game is so much more accessible as well mm-hmm. like because although Frontier's got like this large base of operations, you know, with so many more employees, and they make more than just Elite. Obviously, we're just talking yeah, about Elite yeah, because yeah. of the similarities to No Man's Sky, but also because we're big fans of the game as well, and it's sort of what we are aware of. But they make their money on lots of other projects, right, and lots of other games that they yes. release. And I think they're even a small publisher in some ways as well. Yes, they are, yeah. But No Man's Sky is going to continue to sell just as the base game at the base price without any extra sort of like add-on microtransactions or expansion packs or anything for a long time to come because as they add more updates, more people are going to get involved going, yeah, this is a great looking game, you know. And they've already paid all the costs of it for the most part. Like, yeah. yeah, development costs do cost some, just you know, updates cost money to make, I get. But like you say, if you're just paying for the staff that you've got on staff anyway... How much more cost is it? I guess this is my thing. Like, I'm, I guess my sort of like future thinking look beyond No Man's Sky, pun intended, with their uh, <laughs> expansion, you know, update called Beyond, is I'm expecting to see some pretty interesting things out of Hello Games once the dust really settles from mm. No Man's Sky, right? They obviously, they're still releasing No Man's Sky. I would be staggered if they're not working on another game. Mm. And I think the the financial success of no man's sky and now the sort of like social turnaround of no man's sky as well because let's face it like it is now a a, a people don't have that same negative feeling about no man's no, sky i think universally quite positive light yeah universally people are now feeling positive about hello games yeah. and no man's sky so they have gained fantastic financial freedom with the success of no man's sky they are a small company with catastrophic amounts of room to grow. Yeah. With a successful game that is still successful, that they're still looking after on their hands. I don't know. They, they are in a great position to take some wonderful risks and make some make some really standout games and, and, and do some really interesting things. You know, I'm, I'm surprised it's taken this long. You know, we're three years after No Man's Sky before they do it. But I think maybe they're being, they're continuing to be cautious because mm. of the fact that they really did, you know, they really did yeah, like stab up the hardest. <laughs> yeah, it, it took them a while to find their feet, but I feel they really have found their feet with how to handle this game now. So, uh, whether or not the next game is going to be bigger or smaller than No Man's Sky is not sure. I my bet would be that they'll use the pre-existing technology they've already developed for No Man's Sky. Like mm-hmm. it'll still involve some form of their procedural generation and other forms of uh, uh, content creation for the game. But otherwise, who knows? Yeah, agreed. It's really, it's so, it's such an interesting story. You know, the the story of Hello Games, even just from the outside, like forgetting the, forgetting the sort of personal stories of what went on inside, which I imagine in those early days was, was fairly horrific. I mean, Mm. you only have, you can read a few articles about how horrific it was for them. You know, I think that uh, there's probably not enough financial reward in the world to make up for what they had to deal with. And and the thing is, is that although they've, they've kind of come around and they've received their reward i suppose for that hard work and that dedication in sticking with the game 
you have to ask how much of it was their own fault for the generation, but how much of it was people's sort of just like fault for maybe believing in the hype too much. And hype's a dangerous thing. And mm-hmm. we've, I remember talking to you about this, like, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So talking about hype around like, you know, GameCube era games, yeah. you know, hype can make or break a game to some extent and too much hype. It's almost universally a bad thing. Yeah. And I although, think, although I guess maybe Hello Games show that it isn't. <laughs> I think they have really utilized that negativity to its fullest. Like they've used it to promote their game so that basically anyone that's aware of video games for the most part knows of the game No Man's Sky. And when they get the new updates released, they push that into people's faces going, look, another new free update for that yeah. game that you know about. Like, and look how cool it is now. But I don't feel most developers would have been able to do that. And I feel most times they would have just had a game flop on them. Yeah. They'd have lost a load of money and they'd have had to either move on or potentially even go bust. But they've really made it work for yeah. in almost every essence. And I'm really impressed. And I guess maybe they've kind of been a little bit clever, right? Because it's like, look at us continuing to release free updates. And it's like, yeah, but look at the figures. Like they, yeah, <laughs> they, had, absolutely. they had absolutely like, they had like 20 years of runway to work on it. But that looks great, doesn't it? Because yeah. if they'd have gone, yes, you could buy No Man's Sky Beyond for an extra £15. What would it have been the same story? Yeah, maybe. I don't. They think also could so. have shut up shop, right? That was enough yeah. profit in that business to just be like, "See ya, <laughs> like let's go, just... guys. Let's all go our separate ways and do our own thing now." Yeah. Right? It's like there was what there was twenty one employees after launch, and they made thirty three million in profit. Like that's <laughs> that's quite a that's quite a lot between every employee. In yeah, that, it's in tidy. That yeah, you know, and so that's kind of I think that's sort of my. That's a, an interesting kind of takeaway is that Hello Games has shown themselves to be a fantastic video game developer, right? I to- think they always wanted to make the game that they have now basically have made and they just didn't appreciate the scale of what they were trying to make with the size of the team that they had access to whilst they were making it. They promised the world they could only deliver a room, but over time they developed it and <laughs> I, I think they've done a great job of it. So Absolutely. I don't want to sound like I'm, you know praising them too much you know but or brown knows him but i just yeah i i think credit is you know credit where credit's due yeah i agree 100 percent. but yeah it's, it's it was interesting definitely you know looking back at you know things that we discussed in that very first episode and then looking now at where we are it's the benefit of doing oxal fm for so long is that mm. we can <laughs> we can like look at the things that we said in in retrospect absolutely and yeah, hopefully this has been interesting and, you know, I'll, I'll like very minor little bit of nosing around has been interesting as well. Well, that kind of came from just like a weird sort of like jaunt into their accounts for some reason. I don't remember yeah. what I was talking about it. And we were like, wait, how much did they make? Yeah. You know, and we were just definitely. like surprised by it. And then it came out that they've done oddly well all the time rather than just like recently. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, if you found this interesting or if you have anything else that you want us to look into or talk about or anything about No Man's Sky. That oh, you I'd think like that to hear missed. if anyone's got any kind of thoughts and opinions on the No Man's Sky update. You know, do mm. you think it's the game it was supposed to be? Or do you think they've kind of decided to do a bit of a 180 and change the game to something else yeah. just to try and make sure it's sold? Agreed. Are you potential. still bitter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, 
Uh, I'd like to know what other people's opinions on it are, because obviously we've Mm. been very positive about it, but, Mm. you know, some people may have really bought into the initial hype of it that never was truly delivered. Yes. You know, and maybe they are still quite bitter about that fact. Agreed. Yeah, definitely let us know. You can uh, siphon your bitterness into an email (laughs) by emailing us at show at octal.fm. Or you can cram your bitterness into 240 <laughs> characters by sending us a bitter tweet <laughs> over at Octal FM on also Twitter. Bitter. Mm. Yeah. yeah, very bitter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been really interesting. It's been a fun episode. Uh, yeah, in the meantime, I've been Gelada. And I've been Sefran. And catch us again for another episode of Octal FM very soon. <laughs> <laughs>